0: I'm Alden. And we're both teachers at a Canadian school in China. And we're searching for answers. But poorly. So that makes us real human beings. This is our podcast where we talk about random stuff like uh, movies, TV shows, music. Life in China, teaching, politics, sports. Pretty much whatever we're interested in. Uh, So what's on the schedule today? We just saw The Last Jedi. Here's our thoughts about it. So where where did we go for the New Year's? We went skiing. Do you remember the, the name? Happy Snowland? Yeah, it was Happy Snow World. Close enough. No sad snow allowed. 66, Only happy snow here. 66%, 66% correct. As you.
1: <laughs>
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Real <laughs> Human Beings back at you with episode 16. <laughs> um, cool. Well, hey, it's it's us again. It's, it's been a little while. It's 2018. It's 2018. Um, we're planning on doing a special re-release, uh, retro review. A retro review of our yeah. episode one a re-review. A, a what? A re-review? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, coming up in a little bit, but for now, we're we're going with this one because uh, wanted to talk to you guys. We haven't done anything over. Uh, December, so Mm -hmm. we're coming back, and uh, the first thing we have to talk is is uh, is the new Star Wars. Right, right, right.
1: Something inside me has always been there,
2: but now it's awake, and I need help.
1: Raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die.
0: Star Wars, Episode 9? Episode, episode, episode 8. Episode 8. Episode 8. Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Yes, a film that we've been anticipating deeply. Yeah, so it didn't get released here in China until... Uh, no, I don't know. January 5th, 5th I 5th. believe. 5th, I believe. Um, what day is it today? So, for some of you guys, you might have already seen it. Uh, today's like the 7th? Is oh, it 7th. Gross. Why is it gross? just, just time. It's going fast. <laughs> Two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys might have seen it already. Uh, for anybody who hasn't, this is going to be a spoiler-filled review, as so with everything else that we do. So skip to like the forty-ish, forty-ish minute mark. That's probably, probably a safe amount of time. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Alden, time for your man on the street. <laughs> what is this? What is this story right. about? <laughs> okay, so we pick up where we sort of left off. Um, Ray is on the island, staring at Luke. For a very long time, and then he's all sassy, and he doesn't want to teach her. Meanwhile, the resistance, which apparently is a bigger deal now, and the First Order, which is also a bigger deal now, who've been conquering the galaxy—news to gloss me. Gloss over that. Yeah, uh, they're they're fighting it out in space. Uh-huh. They're being chased around. We have an, a tense opening scene where the bombers come. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man on the street. I would say it's a Star Wars film about. Redemption, and Love. That's actually not... That's not too far uh, up. Yeah. yeah um, it's, so- a lot, it's a lot like episode five. <laughs> yeah, sure. In that we have a long period where we're in the belly of the beast, where we are at our, a low point. There's a series of events that occur back to back to back where it's like, yeah. it, this is the worst it could be. But did you do think it could get even worse? And and now it's even that's worse. That's kind of the end of the fifth one too. Yeah. Is the fact that that's the darkest and yeah. the, and they're they're at their lowest point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, in in between all that stuff, so we have Ray off on the island being yeah. taught or not taught by Luke. Yeah. We also have uh, Finn and Poe trying to stay alive as the yeah. First Order comes down on them, and we're introduced to a couple new characters who have to go off to. Like a heist, essentially, which I really enjoyed. They have to go Um, find this master hacker to get into, to disable the track. Yeah, to do this plan thing, and then so basically we have we have a a bunch, we have like three, three stories kind of going on at once in that in that sense, and then they all kind of come together. And there's a there's a big dramatic uh, fight on a uh, salty planet, not a snowy planet, but But it looks like snow. Looks like snow. It's actually it's salt, salt yeah. yeah. They have to point that out, too. Mm-hmm. They have to get the guy to say, it's salt. <laughs> so people aren't going to go like, it's just like... Because the big criticism for Episode 7 was that it's exactly like A New Hope. So they made sure to reinforce people, it's not like Empire Strikes Back. This is a different planet. Mm-hmm. We put it at the end, too, very smartly. Put it at the end rather than the beginning. Because I thought... I thought they were going to go... When I saw the trailer and they showed that scene, I thought that would be right at the beginning. Yeah. I thought they'd, be, like, they'd do the, the classic mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Um... um. So, the big thing about this is, uh, one thing that Alden and I have not actually been, uh, reading or anything, we didn't read any spoilers, yeah. we were this totally blind, yeah. but one of the things that we've both found interesting in smatterings of, of, like, stuff that just gets around, yeah. not, not necessarily in the articles, but the fact that the fans... Don't like it? Or are mixed? Have mixed feelings. So, yeah. for example, there was a, uh, 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 screenshot on, uh... What is it? Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget when I took it, but uh, like December sixteenth, I, I think. Yep. Uh, it, the tomato meter for um, top critics says that it's ninety three percent, whereas yep. the audience score says it's fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So the uh, very, very this is difference the, this there. is the thinking man Marvel's universe. <laughs> Well, um, so I, I think I think maybe later on we might like actually read up on this sure. and see what it is. But sure. just like give me a prediction. Why do you think that that audience members didn't like it? I think it's too not like Star Wars. I think mm-hmm. it, I think it, uh, this is what I was very excited about uh, yeah. for this movie is that it seemed to break a lot of the sacred cows of of Star Wars. Yeah. It, just from the fans' reactions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like hell, there was a, a screenshot of a, a a poster that a cinema put up saying. There are ten seconds of silence in this film. This is not a mistake. This is part of the film because there is. There's this very powerful scene where you it just drops. to It's really good. Good. It's yeah. It's be- really good because you don't and always also, have to have noise. And that's, also, like, why wouldn't people understand that that's like that's supposed to be in there? Yeah. I don't. Uh, I think it was. I think it was anyways. both kind of out of proportion because they quickly took the sign down like the next day. Uh, okay. But I think it was sort of humorous and like I think there were people complaining about it, uh, and I remember that a lot of people also felt that. Uh, Luke Skywalker didn't get the proper treatment that he deserves as being a Jedi legend and warrior. Which, if they had been watching the movie, is kind of the whole fucking point. It's weird is That he's not supposed to be it's, a it's, legend it's and a almost, It's almost a meta-commentary on yeah. the, uh, yes. the thing itself, you know? In, in um, we, me and Jacob have been talking a lot about Fight Club recently, how the movie gets misinterpreted by a lot of people. They view it as as an answer rather than a satirical view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Star Wars is suffering from this now, too, where the movie kind of flew over the head. So it's suffering people. from its fans. Yeah. They, I, I would... That's what I think. I don't know, because, again, I, I haven't, read, any haven't read anything about this, but I not 4chan things about it. <laughs> yeah, so you, you were 4channing, which is... That's why I got cool. spoiled in the 10 seconds of silence. So, so sad. Yeah, um, yeah no, I did I don't want to be... I I do want to be just a, an asshole then mm. and say like yeah I think I think for a lot of people maybe they just didn't get it or appreciate the difference as much because yeah. this is a different well, movie. But throughout the whole entire movie, I was saying yes, this is what me. I want. I yeah. love this. This is it, great. So it, uh, the way I describe it is that it, it doesn't have the same structure as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think it, it loses a lot of the old structure, but. It has the emotion back, which well, is something the Force Awakens lacked because it had the really? structure. I, I thought I thought I was okay with. No, it had moments. I don't think but Force Awakens st- was great. Structurally, but I thought it was much okay. More Star Wars. Yeah, because it was just a new hope. Um, one of the big big differences I will say about this is the fact that it, it changes into more of a Marvel movie, which is yes. interesting because Disney yes. also owns Marvel. Yeah. Now we're gonna see the crossover of like the Star Wars the and Marvel, uh, I'm sorry. thing. Yeah. Um. So there's there's characters who are quipping, they're making jokes, they're um they're they're having fun. And you know what? I had fun of, alongside them. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh I think the fact that they're doing this is is great. We went back and we watched the first episode actually, the episode 4 New Hope. Mm-hmm. And um we and and honestly like it trends towards that and that too. Well, so why asleep. not just go full scale? Yeah, you were you're sick. He's still sick. I'm gonna shiver throughout all this. Yeah. Wear his coat. I'm cold. I'll be like, I'll be like, Luke in the movie. Wearing your hood? I'm wearing my hood. Um, Do it. So, like, I can understand, I guess I understand why people think it's different because it certainly is, it is a different movie, but it's for the best. Yeah. It's like, it's updating. I, I'm laughing during the movie. Yeah. Like, there were jokes. I mean, there were bad jokes, don't get me wrong. There were, there were There were some great moments though, like the heist and the yeah. kind of lower stakes. This is a movie that they don't have a star killer base. Spoilers, Thankfully. which we already said. Yeah. They have instead. It's almost like a race against time because yeah. the rebel forces are trying to out outdo the um, yeah. the first order, and it, it's all like, oh, we don't have enough fuel yeah. for this type of thing. So they've set up a, a scenario where they have to like yeah. run away, and that's very simple. Yeah. and, and that w- doesn't take place honestly. That doesn't that no. not that's not Eight only a lot of time it's yeah like and the and big explosion cool. too is like big but it's not like a planet up. No. yeah it's I like mean, it's it's like some, it's like some, a some ship's blowing up yeah yeah exactly i'm <laughs> cool with it uh alden yeah what's what's one thing what's one thing give me one thing that you liked I really liked about the film yeah what's what's one what's one moment give me one moment okay the moment that i really liked was when we have it's so yeah. stupid but it was, like, getting the thrill back. It's when the Millennium Falcon's driving through, like, the red crystals. And it's, yeah. it's just... But it has the music. The bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. It's got that classic, like, John Williams uh-huh. pumping score. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Like, it's getting mm. me pumped. This is getting me hyped. Yeah. Which is something that was, like, kind of missing. Yeah. Like, I felt that there were a bit more stakes involved. Um, Like, that was, like... Mm-hmm. That was a part... That was a moment where I, was, I sort of had, like, that and, like, seeing, like, Luke... Face off against Kylo Ren. I think that was that was awesome. Yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah. Um, so. What about you, Jacob? One of the because I, I had I had a ton, so I'm just gonna go through uh, a couple. Uh, one of my favorites was the inclusion of a, a new character uh, played by Kelly Marie Tran, mm-hmm. uh, Rose. Mm-hmm. I really liked her character. Yeah. She's a like an engineer. Yeah. Who her, her, her sister dies. Her sister dies in the opening scene. Yeah. And this is the thing I had. Way more connection to her and her sister, who's in it for all of like two seconds, yeah, 30 seconds, uh, than anybody in Rogue One. Yeah, this movie is so much better at getting across its characters. Well, she, and you, it it's, opens and with her that, crying, yeah, and you're like, oh, it, she's sad. Well, and then like well, her initial reaction her, her, of like things, towards Finch, hello. Like, I mean, I will say, like, it's it's a little bit sad the fact that you can you have to be like, oh, she's the other Asian character, yeah. so she's gonna be of course yeah. that's her sister. Yeah. Um But she's like the fangirl when she's first sees Finn and then she likes And then sees she him. like, shots him. And and the thing that I loved about her character in particular is that i think it works so well with Finn because he's also he's a janitor. And he's a support and she's like an engineer and they're and both, they're both, both support they're both nerdy they're both out over like, tech stuff. Yeah, and, 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 and they're what they pin their hopes on in yeah. the end. And yeah. it doesn't work out. Like that's one thing that I really thought was interesting. About this movie too is the fact that the, the good guy's plan yeah. fails yeah. a couple times. Yeah, there are really um, low points. Yeah. Multiple and, times. And, and and but but their original plan is to hack into this little yeah. thing and, and it all it all rests on yeah. Finn and Rose. This is and another So ex- I really liked her and I I'm so glad that she didn't die. <laughs> another example That's of of having a character Developed through not relations with other ships. I think Phasma fails as a character because she only okay. is this, 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 this is a bad part like, Yeah, We're well doing... that, my bad thing was um, I think one of the flaws that yeah. Rogue One suffered from and one of the flaws that the movie suffered from was It was kind of muddled on how it wanted to approach Characters and how it wanted to like introduce us giving a shit about them. So like Phasma Really? No, 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 no hold don't... on. Let me explain. Let me explain. Rose was a great example of like that working because we show we show her in a void, uh-huh. like she's crying. We know that she's sad. DJ, as a character, who's Benicio del Toro, he he doesn't like. I want to get ol- to him later. The only thing we talk know about Phasma, who's I think the weakest character she just hates Finn for some arbitrary reason because he's a traitor but like why he's a janitor why would she know the janitor because it's a huge army it's she, a massive army because she tells him she's like I'm going to check your blaster in the first one I, I agree I don't think it's, it's weird. it's weird like, but I, I think I think Phasma's better served in this movie and she would have I don't know why they killed her off yeah. that's my, that's my thing yeah. that's my bad thing of like why did they, they kill her, yeah. why they did keep, they her keep, keep her alive keep her alive keep her as another antagonist yeah. we're killing off a lot of yeah. main they characters. kill off a lot of people here I don't so um, so i uh, so about DJ I want to I want I want to I, I just like how DJ was presented uh, so who Be- is DJ Benicio del Toro he's a he's a stuttering thief which I really like the other. When they have to go on this heist planet, they yeah. have to on this this heist. Uh, they have to go to this casino planet, yeah. which is pretty interesting because it's like a commentary on the the one percent or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Benicio del Toro's character is one of the guys in there who's yeah. this like thief. Yeah. He's got a stutter, like you said. Yeah. He's, um, he's an And he helps character. them get yeah. out. Sort of helps them, and he's. Like, and then he betrays them. Yeah, but he's he's very he's, Jack Sparrow esque. He's in interesting right, to way. me because he. He he doesn't need to explain himself through relationships, he just explains himself through his actions. Like you know what he is right away. Yeah. Just like how we know what Rose is right away. She's really excited to meet Finn and then she's angry that he betrayed her. She's, but like that's it's different. It works better in this than it does Rogue One. Because Why? they don't because in Rogue One they don't do it. They just like he's like he's the best imperial pilot that we have Bodhi is good they just As, tell they, them they, just they tell don't it, show them or they just talk mean? to each is, other is that what you mean yeah it's just like this, like it's shown it's, well, it's it's the, tel- only re- told, the only reason shown. that we know that she's like angry about her father dying in Rogue One is because she like <laughs> says that she's angry basically by the way guys we didn't like Rogue One we really didn't like Rogue One I really don't like Rogue One <laughs> was way I'm this a little, I'm a little bit more forgiving wrote on than Jacob, but I, I still this listen. was way better. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, you, you I was gonna point DJ. out uh, DJ. Um, one of the specific points was uh, Benicio del Toro. I think he does a great job. He's very, he's not in it for that long. But no, he ends up betraying them yeah. because he's a neutral evil character. Yeah. He's in it for himself. Yeah, uh, he's in it, and when they get captured, he's like, "Yeah, of course I'm gonna betray you because yeah. like Did I don't want to get killed." Yeah, um, But it it's interesting that he, that he gives sense. the medallion back though. Yeah, that's true. He does but here's here's the here's the main thing that I wanted to say about him is, is it doesn't really have to do with this character. It has to do with a speech that he gives, yeah. where he talks about how um, the people on this planet yeah. are all arms dealers. War, arms dealers. Yeah. And Finn tells him he's like, oh, you stole a ship. Yeah. Like, at least you're stealing it from the bad guys. Yeah. And Billy Salvatore is like, bad guys, good guys, yeah. whatever. And he shows. And he says he says, okay, let's see let's see <laughs> who your guy did, and it shows that he was selling. Weapons to both sides yeah the, the guy, the stolen ship was selling weapons to both the first order and the rebellion, yep. and he says there's there's no such thing as like like yep. to these there's only this, there's only yeah. war, and this is a weird commentary as yeah. um, meta commentary <laughs> on like, Disney itself, being, yeah. like, it's a perpetual mm-hmm. money-making machine. They're just going to keep on making this war and yeah. keep on, like, profiting. Getting. Like, Disney themselves is, yeah. like, the 1%. Yeah. Which is weird because then they, they go on this, like, I don't think Disney, kind of rampage past the uh, 1%. I don't think Disney's 1%-ers. aware enough to, to notice that. I don't know. I, I think it can be interpreted that way, though, which is just interesting. It's interesting that that No, I believe that it it you should there. interpret yeah. it that way. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. It's also nice to see a person who's not related to the Resistance or the... The new order, like he's yeah, just like the a, first order. He's just the first order. Yeah. He's just like a guy. Yeah, yeah. You and he. He says like, "Hey, don't die for oh, die for yourself." Right. Another good moment. Um, good moment. Yeah. Go good for moment. It. Uh, uh, Kylo Ren uh, at the end. I think I think he's become not just a villain but an antagonist. Mm-hmm. I, I like that he's like said, "I want to clean the slate," and he has a reason to believe that, yeah. and you can understand where he's coming from. He yeah. So so he says yeah. He wants to. He kills Snoke. First off, he kills Snoke. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, he he, and and it's compelling because it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, given the stuff that we learn about him and his training yeah. with Luke and his understanding of his relationship with his father, yeah, of course he'd want to tear everything down and build Cleans, it up like, new. Yeah, he wants he wants to build a new, and he and he offers it to Ray. He's like, we should yeah. start up again. Yeah, yeah, I I thought Kylo and, like, Ren was great, and he's and not. Adam, he's Adam no lo- Driver yeah. awesome in this movie. He's no longer yeah. like again. I think a lot of the strengths of this movie came from people who like are good at acting. <laughs> like that's another thing too. Like. Like, don't get me wrong; they're all competent to good actors, but yeah. like when you see like Adam Driver yeah. on on screen, uh, there's a certain like one-up one-upmanship. On you think. think? I think I think he's just a better actor. Than what do you, who, who do, you, do you think? He was the best actor. We'll get to that later, but like honestly, I'm kind of tempted to say Benicio Del but that's because there's kind of for soft, the tiny little yeah <laughs> tiny little benny he has. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Is it? You want, Can I go? Yeah, go. Okay. Um. Uh, my one of my favorite scenes, mm. maybe my favorite scene was um race training. Yeah. Uh, when she's on the island, yeah. specifically the first lesson she has, yeah. there's a little bit where he Luke is training yeah. her and he tells her, like, close your eyes yeah. and reach out. She and she, like, literally reaches, reaches out hand, at yeah. first with her hand. Yeah. And he, like tickles her with a he like rolls his eyes and he tickles her with a, like, a, like a little piece of grass and she's like oh my god I feel it and he's like you feel it really really and then he like hits her hand yeah. and it's just it, that, that part's funny yeah. again and that's probably yeah. the reason why people didn't like it but like but I was then, like that's a great little yeah. moment the the greater thing which hit me in my heart yeah. was like she was talking about the force and how it, it, it all comes together it reminds us death, and it was this warmth, really great cold, like yeah. and the, the the photography was <laughs> so beautiful yeah. of like these like, like plants just growing plants growing yeah and the, the and skeleton the waters yeah. and the uh, you know, and, and it was just this this Buddhist like yeah. philosophy or well, something. The idea that, that like, like the force is connected. The know? force is the balance between mm-hmm. two opposites, between a dichotomy. Yeah, and it's like it brings back a mysticism which yeah. really hit me. Yeah, they really make the force trippy in this. Like they have like force talking, yeah. force communication over. We're like, gonna get to some uh, yeah. That's, large that's one areas. of my other ones. One of my movie. favorite to sort of piggyback off that point. I really yeah. like that as well. But I also like that the dark side is not like I. I think it's easy to misunderstand it as being like an evil thing in the ground, but Ray eventually she goes to this place that's like the dark side on the island. It's this hole that leads down to the water. It's like a water spout. It's got kelp growing on it. And it looks evil. She falls down. She swims up, and then there's this this rock wall that's like cracked, and it reflects the person like infinite times. Well, okay, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna skip over here because I want to do another sure. one that I like. Sure. I really love this scene. Yeah, this is the this is like the the meeting with the whatever in the belly of the beast. Yeah. Um, and this is the same thing that happens in episode four yeah. when or five when Luke is goes into the, the forest and yeah. he sees himself and he has that trippy weird thing yeah. where he, you know, it's the same, it's the same, essentially the same yeah. scene, except this one is like, she's in front of a mirror, yeah. but then it's like repeating and yeah. she repeats infinitely. Yeah. And um, she's trying to see, like, trippy. she's trying to see what her parents are. And like the whole point of that scene, and I think maybe, again, I'm pretentious here, it's lost on some people. The dark side isn't about, like, evil. It's about an imbalance. It's about an obsession. Yeah. It's about a desire, I th- a selfish th- yeah. internal... And I maybe the selfish that- thing can be... I think that's a good way of thinking of yeah. it, is because she is at the dark side and she wants to see her parents because yeah. that's kind of her whole entire quest. Yeah. And that's 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 an interesting dichotomy between the light side is all about thinking about everything outside of you. Yeah. When, she, when she's accessing the light side, yeah. she feels like, life and death yeah. and, and warmth and cold, like yeah. she goes on yeah. and talks about. But the the dark side, she's all focused on herself yeah. and, like, yeah. gaining her own thing. And maybe that's yeah the dichotomy yeah. or something? Well, I think Kylo also exemplifies it, too, because he, like, he moves to kill Snoke and he helps Rey. And he's not trying to, like, seduce her, but just sort of much more convince her that, like, you can make your own path with right. me. Yeah, And, like, that's the dark side, technically, because mm-hmm. you're ignoring... Than yeah. the natural harmony and balance in the world, right. uh, but that's it, really. Mm-hmm. And like that's what we see too with uh, Luke Skywalker at the end, uh-huh. fighting Kylo Ren. We see balance versus imbalance. We're we're gonna get to that too yeah. later. Um, can I give a Can I give one negative? Yeah, sure. negative. Uh, I thought this one was a little long. Yeah. Little I'm, long. I'm, I'm, I think they could have tightened this up. Yeah, it was muddled at points. Yeah. There was too there was a lot of jumping back and forth between the three stories. Uh, or I think like it could have like just they could have shortened it up more. Yeah, there were some like scenes. think they could have just come back. Like there were some scenes that like why cut is that in on. there? Yeah, cut back yeah. on a little bit. Um it's two and a half hours. It felt longer. Felt longer to you. It feels exactly the right to me, like two and a half hours. <laughs> felt like two and a half hours. Just like the amount of this uh podcast. Yeah a half hour long <laughs> baby that's what i'm aiming for yeah but um do you have any do you have any negative uh honestly my the reason like uh i'm going to talk about the moments that made me maybe tear up I me feel the emotional is, is that bad no these are good ones these are good ones that's fine if you don't have any bad ones the negative honestly just it could have yeah. used some tightening yeah. it could have used some cutting of scenes yeah okay. and and there were some um, there were some lines like she has spunk and like yeah that odd was a weird dialogue or... choices yeah. that, Snoke, that, that Snoke. I Steel, like, could Snoke. Snoke, Snoke, Snoke uh, sees Rey and she's like, she's got spunk. So- spoilers here Snoke's just a dude. Snoke's just a guy. Yeah. And there's no big reveal. Yeah, yeah. He's um, just a guy. Kylo kills him. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's very powerful. Yeah. But, like, yeah. he's also tricked. Yeah. So, Which is cool. Um, I like that. Um, uh, so the moments? Okay. One thing that's here. The, the you're two moments. I'll, let's go back. You'll do two? Okay. Uh, oh, because right. I have go two moments that teared up. The first one was when Leia saves herself. People got mad about the fact... Okay, what happens with Leia? So Leia's Leia's on the bridge, and Kylo's flying in. She's on the bridge of a ship, and Uh, Kylo and his TIE fighters are swooping in, and he's lining up a shot, and then he he doesn't shoot her. But then his two TIE fighter buds do shoot her. And she's blasted out into space, and she's floating in space, and you're like, ah, she's dead. But then she force powers herself back onto the ship. yeah. Like, she reaches out, and she she swoops down. And I actually quite liked that, because, like... She is a Skywalker. Like uh, she is, she she has, has her own f- powers. She, she has, has force. The force. Yes. Like and this is like confirmation. it. Right? Because yes. like we talked. Because in Episode Six, yeah. Yoda's like, there is another. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why would you even bring that yeah. up? And, and it's, it's like, cool Leia, to like, Leia, like yeah. yeah. And so it's kinda, later, you know. like the fact that she's always been about hope, and like she's mm-hmm. clearly a much more like balanced individual, and it's like a way yeah. of showing like power way better. that is like. Not expressed through violence, but mm-hmm. through leadership. Yeah. And, and like the life, fact that she saves herself is like a cool demonstration of that. I do yeah. admit it's kind of hokey, but it did make me like the music like, swelling and I like think... seeing her move her arm and like, oh yeah, here comes. And then she'd like this Yeah, like, cool. I think and it's I like think, a good moment. I think I'll give another one is the fact that she like gives up control yeah. to there's to one pump. part, there's one part where Poe Dameron, who's the hotshot pilot yeah. played by Os- Oscar Isaac, his character um, grows in this film by the buckets. Yeah, I'm, well, I want to yeah. get to him too. Yeah. he's, he's yeah. another one, but like he has this plan, and and everyone like looks to Princess Leia, and she's like, "Why are you looking at me? Go follow him." Yeah, and that that's like again a meta commentary on the series as yeah. a whole too. They're passing on the reins. passing it on. Yeah, um, which brings me to one of the parts that made me tear up yeah. was uh, Luke's death.
1: Yeah death.
0: Yeah. We can get to the fight later, yeah. but specifically his death. He does this really powerful force thing, yeah. and he's like collapsed on this this rock. island yeah. where he's he projects he's his name. force ghost outwards and, yeah. and fights. Yeah. across across the galaxy, pretty yeah. much. He, he projects he projects an, an, an illusion of himself, yeah. and uh, so I understood it as it like took a lot out of him, yeah. and so he comes up and he sits back on the rock, and he's like sitting there and. Um, the sun is yeah. going down. It's two suns. Yeah, like and it's, it's like it's this really sweet. And then yeah. then he just disappears, like yeah. the force ghost thing. Yeah. And it's this really sweet thing. And Ray even says like um, Ray says, uh, shit, she felt she felt Luke, but not like he's he's at peace now. Yeah. He's he's not. Yeah. he's like whatever. And that, yeah. that's nice because it's like yeah. that that's Luke's arc in this. He goes from yeah. being a reluctant teacher to. Dude. Just accepting, yeah. you know, and and really, you had the point of like when we talk about like the dark side yeah. was within us, yeah. um, being selfish or whatever. He doesn't forgive Kylo. Kylo he forgives him himself. He forgives yes. Luke. Luke forgives Luke yeah. instead yeah. of Luke forgiving. He's him like I fire. failed you. Yeah. Then and the, and the and final he fight admits it and he yeah. and he says it and that's that's really great. Yeah. I love that arc. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have another one or do you want uh, another you touching talk about moment Yoda? Uh, or I'm another touching? The yeah, one that remember. actually really. Teared me up, weirdly, uh. was when the Vice Admiral says goodbye to Leia, for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know why that te- that got me for some reason. <laughs> so there's a Vice Admiral, Admiral. played by uh, Lauren De- Dern, Laura yeah. Dern. And uh she like just she's, takes over. She's a minor character in this, yeah. but she's not she hasn't really been introduced, yeah. but she's sort of like sassy and uh, yeah. hardline and like Yeah, yeah, and she she says no to Poe and yeah. he's like this hotshot dude and he eventually, who like always he, does it. He he rebels against way. her and tries to like And it, doesn't, her, it doesn't it doesn't work, work for him, no. which again is something that I thought was yeah. really cool because I fails. assumed yeah. I assumed that they were just going to win but yeah. Poe's plan fails. doesn't work. Yeah. And so yeah. she had a plan and then mm-hmm. she she has to stay behind on the ship to like sort of distract the the first order and Leia says like may the fourth be with you or the, there's sort of this awkward. The force moment. be with you always. Yeah. yeah, and it's like this moment of like she's like, "Oh, I've said it enough. You, yeah, you, you say it now." And it's which just, again is another yeah. example of Leia passing the yeah. reins off to somebody else. And it's like this moment where I didn't expect to tear up, but I did. That's a weird part. I, where, I wouldn't. Have said, and I was just yeah. sort of like, "Oh man!" Like for whatever reason, just like the sincerity behind her tone uh-huh. and like the the surroundings and like uh-huh. what she's deciding uh-huh. to do and like, uh-huh. "Okay, this is what I'm doing." She, and like that, she's giving herself up, and then uh-huh. she's also like willing to sacrifice sacrificing that she's like forgives Poe too like she's like he's an yeah. idiot but like I but can't I like she say, says I, can't, I like him I can't say I would have yeah. done different like it's basically yeah. she's like well yeah. I understand where he's coming from like yeah. there's a there's a moment that moment of like yeah you know that's so great yeah there's like oh, a, when you say that it makes it, me like even more I'm like oh yeah that was good yeah it's a good little moment good and I don't one, know man. and uh, yeah sorry we'll jump back to you now um, well, I was just going to talk about Yoda. Okay, sure. I, this is a bad... This is, For me, mixed. Okay. Because Yoda... Shows up. Yoda shows up. I really liked what Yoda had to say. And yes. I really liked the, the ideas, and I really loved that it was Frank Oz's voice. Yeah. Um, I think the CGI doesn't work so well. No. Like, it, it really... It worked later on in the scene, though. Which it weird. did, it did. When it first came up, it was a little abrupt, because it was, yeah. like, half... It yeah. looks... Weird. Uncanny valley. It wasn't quite CGI, because yeah. everyone complained about CGI, but it wasn't, like, a puppet. But then at the end, it kind of was. I, I, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell. really tell. I really liked how Yoda... Yoda says a lot of cool stuff about, yeah. like, um... You know, he convinces Luke. Luke's Luke's very emotional. He's gonna burn down all the books in the Jedi Order because mm-hmm. he thinks that he's failed Rey once again. <laughs> And Yoda, Force Ghost, uh, brings down a lightning, lightning strike, and, strike and, blows like blow and and burns it for him. Yeah. And he's like, have you read those books? Page turners, they were not. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. And he tells him, like, you know, being a master is about what? Is about it's watching... About- watching the things it, grow yeah, beyond, beyond you, you. Or something and, like and that. failure is one of the greatest. Yeah, failure is the greatest teacher. Yeah, a failure is the greatest teacher, and it's like could you say like a failure of of the student or mm-hmm. a, a failure, failure of the teacher the t- is yeah. a failure. Um, it was this really touching moment, and it was really good. I will say that the CGI, ugh, but yeah, you you have one more moment. Oh, just Rose and Finn when uh, so Finn's doing this like suicidal charge. Yeah. And Rose comes sweeping in and like I really crash, crashes movie. into him, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "You idiot! It's about love, you dumbass!" Like, well, she says, "He says, uh, she says, it's not. We're not going to win by f- by killing what we hate. Mm-hmm. We're going to save what we love." Yeah, and then she like, kisses, him. kisses him. Yeah, and that was like, it was, it was, good. It was damn. good. it was good. Yeah, I really, I really liked her character in this. Yeah. Um, uh, one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to, oh, we we mentioned him before, Um, and uh, he goes from the very first scene he... Does a, a bombing run mm-hmm. on uh, this really important ship, and yep. he destroys it, and it's this thing. But uh, he loses like all the bombers, all, all like a ton of his a ton of his, his his squadron. And so he goes from being this guy, and then he has this like uh, this crazy plan where yeah. um, a, the janitor and the engineer are going to go <laughs> get this guy on a casino planet and then break into the thing. <laughs> yeah, and them. then as soon as as soon as like as soon as he tells them, them, they're like, them. like, "What? Why would you have this done is that?" So stupid. And uh, and, he, and he and he tries and mutiny and then he gets knocked out again and then that's the scene where uh laura dern's character is like you know i still like him though um even though he tried to you know mutiny um and he so he goes from doing all that uh to the final battle um changing his ways and he tells he tells finn no we can't we have to break off our attack they're they're attacking another cannon thing and this is like a similar similar idea to um poe's uh, decision in the beginning, yeah. he changes his mind, and he and he realizes, you know, yeah. he's learning more about leadership, and he's yeah. learning more about what it takes. Yeah. Um, and then we and see that was that with great. Leia passing off the reins. That was great. It was character growth and character yeah. development, yeah. and I loved it because I didn't really care that much about Poe in the first movie. Yeah. I, I thought Oscar Isaac was very charismatic, but yeah. like I didn't really know who he was or anything. Mm-hmm. And this one really gave us gave us that. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that was great. That was great. Just a little side thing. In the Last Jedi, they had these little like side placards. anytime time a character oh, was introduced, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. and They like recapped like the the people. Yeah, yeah. What about porgs? That's the oh, porgs. O- That's the only other porgs. thing I have written down. Are porgs. you a fan of porgs, Jacob? Are you on the side of porgs? I thought porgs weren't that bad. No, porgs were not. That I thought bad. porgs were. All I, thought right. th- I thought they were going to be um like way more sentient. Yeah, like not just. No, like... they kind of. So the porgs just they're they're like inhabitants of this this island that mm-hmm. uh. Mark Hamill has been hiding out at yeah, um, and uh, there's also like caretakers and yeah, there's caretakers and that's the funny thing is Ray keeps on there's these caretakers who are like these um basically the 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 custodial staff yeah they clean up after the island and stuff and yeah. they. They like, uh, they're doing all this stuff, and Ray keeps on breaking shit. messing up and breaking stuff, and Luke says, like, oh, they don't like you very much. she's like, I don't know why. It's like, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Because um, oh. she keeps on, like, accidentally firing her blaster yeah. and, and, like, yeah. destroying stuff. But the porcs, the porcs are just, like, birds. Yeah, like, and they, they, they nest inside the Millennium Falcon. Well, it's because Chewie wants to eat some of them, and then they're all cute and shit to him, and he, so he doesn't eat them. And then, well, yeah, and then they they inhabit like the, the, the Falcon, and yeah. they're just there. Yeah. I was okay with them; yeah, they weren't it. obnoxious. Yeah, I was okay with it. Yeah. Surprisingly um, okay. Okay, the only the last thing that I have mm-hmm. before we get to our um before we get to our, our ratings are um uh our predictions. Oh, we were fifty percent. Yeah, Alden and I were both fifty percent. Together, we're hundred percent. Alden, Alden predicted that uh, Princess Leia yeah. and Luke Skywalker were going to die. Mm-hmm. And I predicted that they were going to survive. And we were split. Because yeah. uh, Leia, Leia lives. lives and, and Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill dies. Mark Hamill dies. Uh, Phasma dies. Phasma dies. Snoke, dies. Snoke dies. Snoke dies. Laura Dern dies, the Vice Admiral. Yeah. Um, and a very cool scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part where there's there's ten seconds of silence. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hux doesn't die. Yeah, he doesn't die. Hux doesn't die. Um... Uh, the other thing is uh, Wilhelm Watch. No, Happen. No, Wilhelm. No, Wilhelm. Again, another movie with no Wilhelm. Such a tragedy. I'm very sad about that. Um, and the last thing I kind of want to do, who was the best actor for you, do you think? Who's the best, who, was, who Who gave the best performance? Adam Driver. Adam Driver? Yeah. I respect that. I respect it's that. It's Kylo Ren. Runners-up are Benicio Del Toro and Rose. And Rose, I'm gonna go actually because I kind of convinced myself a little bit. Uh, Porgs. Porgs, yes, Porgs. Those are the those are the ones. Yeah. Um, nub nub. I I'm I'm going with actually weird Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. I, I really I really liked his turn as as Poe Dameron yep. and uh, his his change. Okay. Um, I don't know. They were all they were all good. So they though. were all good. They thing. were all good. Yeah, and Adam Driver. Definitely. Yeah, they're all there. they're all good. Hawks was kind of. Hux is just a Hux. Hux is just a just a just a sneering villain. That's yeah. all he needed to be. Yeah. It was a funny scene at the very beginning yeah. where Poe is being Han Solo-esque and he's yeah. like, hey, can you hear me? Yeah. And he's like, I can hear you. Can you hear me? It's yeah. like a Skype call or I've something. I've heard a lot of fans didn't like the comedy. Of course they didn't. A lot of the fans. That's the, they that's felt the they Marvel felt, part. They felt the comedy <laughs> fell flat. They felt that it wasn't appropriate. I loved it. Because um, why not? They felt it was stupid. <laughs> Anyways. Um all right, let's let's get to let's get to the our... fact that Hux was also continually led on too by things like he's continuously tricked by pretty simple tricks. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is. Like he's pretty. <laughs> he's he's kind of he's got kind of your classic just dumb, dumb villain. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, do you want to do uh, a final score? Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I I'll give it. I kind of want to make a sting for final score. Like, <laughs> it...
1: final
0: score. Yeah, something like that. Um, I mean, if I'm being realistic, it would be 9 out of 10. (laughs) But since I'm a contrarian asshole, 8.9 out of 10. Why are you giving it that, Alden? Because I just feel like the story was a bit too long and muddled to warrant giving it that 9. Uh, It was like a really good essay with strong ideas, but with like muddled paragraph structure. So I just couldn't, I can't quite bring myself... I think you're literally doing this just to piss me off. But I, uh, but let's just say, at the end of the day, if somebody was to ask me, I would say nine out of ten. Wow. In my That's head, so nice. In my heart yeah. of hearts, I would see eight point nine. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm going with nine out of ten. Yeah. Uh, I think this was a great movie. It's up there with the original tri- trilogy. It's yeah. the best movie since um, yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back. Is it better than A New Hope? Honestly. I'd have to compare them side by side, but it could be. This was a really good But do movie. you th- but I think the think... goggles would prevent New Hope from being bumped from its position? Probably. Yeah. Um I think that um I think that too this movie is kind of everything I wanted. When people <laughs> talked about how they cried during uh, Force, Awakens. Force Awakens because it was, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars, uh, I didn't have that reaction, but to this one I Definitely felt a lot closer to it. Yeah. Much more with Um, the emotion. I feel much stronger with the emotion. And and it was just it was it was way Some stupid moments. The salt one is probably the most egregious. It's fine. (laughs) The salt the salt stuff was really cool. It was very cool. It looked really cool. It looked really cool. The environment looked really cool. Yeah. So uh, for me, nine out of ten. For me, nine nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Go see this movie if you haven't already. Yeah. You'll enjoy it. I I hope. Yeah. Tell us what you think. uh, on our on our on our Twitter page or our Instagram. We'll set up a poll. Um, what's the pull? Did you like, Phantom Menace or Last Jedi. Alright, weigh in on that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, our ski trip to Skiing. Guys, break one coming up here. We have Ray's theme by John Williams. I know this is from The Force Awakens, but this is probably my favorite music to come out of these most modern Star Wars movies. John Williams describes it as a adventure theme rather than a, like a hero's theme. You can kind of get that. Plus, today I'm feeling the best actor is probably Daisy Ridley. I said um, Oscar Isaac at the time of the recording, but like today I feel like it's Daisy. Ask me again tomorrow, I might say Adam Driver. Ask me again, I might say Mark Hamill. Then I might say Carrie Fisher. I don't know, I just really liked this movie. I've also looked up more about the fans' reaction, and we were pretty much on point with our predictions about why they didn't like the movie. A lot of people didn't like how they handled Luke's legacy. They didn't like the tone of it. The thing is, though, this is kind of an overblown point. I was reading an article that was talking about how Rotten Tomatoes has a crappy system. So basically, it puts greater weight on more extreme criticism. So honestly, I think the truth is somewhere in between. I think fans are probably just more mixed than straight up hating it. One of the other things I was reading about, actually, was a article on Vox.com that actually argues that it didn't go far enough against what the fans wanted. And I gotta say, as much as I liked this movie, I think I kind of agree. They were saying that it could have gone darker, it could have subverted the universe more. Also, there's a real problem with women in this movie, which is kind of continuingly Star Wars legacy on that front. For all the new characters and all the new power that they have in terms of being females in this uh, male-dominated universe, if you look at the movie, they still have remarkably little impact and little power on the way things go. That's controversial and something that I didn't really think about until days after. In a lighter story, um, Porgs. I I really liked the Porks. The creation story behind them is kind of cute, too. While they were filming on this island in ireland i think there were these puffins that kept on showing up and ruining all their shots so ryan johnson the director thought it would be cool if they made their own version of the puffins that would show up i don't know i kind of like that it's just totally spur-of-the-moment type filmmaking still sticking by my 9 out of 10 although i think this does bear more reflection coming up next we're going to talk about our ski trip check it out Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be both people. I'm gonna have a conversation with myself. Great. Uh, right now, uh, what we wanna have for you is uh, um... field trip. Exactly. Wow, have we got a treat for you today? Follow me, and together we. can... Find a real human being today on field trips. This is what it's like. I don't know what what it sounds like. Here we go. Yeah, just a bit of fun There we go How long had it been since you went uh, skiing? Uh, two years Two years, uh. wow before that like 13 years or whatever something like that. Wow. So you skied when you were um like 12 when 13. you were 40 and then when you were uh <laughs> like 60, in your in your 30. 30s. Yeah. That's really interesting. Is, yeah. Um cool. Well, uh I will say What about that, you, Jacob? When did you last ski? Um for you at least uh, uh it it doesn't doesn't seem like you took a took a day off. The last <laughs> time I skied was like back in middle school maybe, which is like... That was about my time. Six or seven. Yeah. Um, but I did go snowboarding. I remember my friend tried to teach me how to snowboard. Snowboarding is harder than skiing, I would say. Um, yeah, no, I... I I. I, had, a t- I, had, I had a rough time uh, getting used to the, the skis at first. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't that bad. But um, We went with a large group. We did go with a large group. Well, um, middle-ish group, I guess. Middle-ish group. Went with um, a couple of people. Yeah. Uh... Was I it... was probably the third best after the two people, one of them who was a 9-year-old and another yeah. one who had never skied before. Yeah. I was probably better than both of them. Other yeah. than that though, everyone else beat me. Uh, I was third best. You were fourth best. Fourth best? Third best? Third best. Oh, and I'd be third best. No, cuz I'm better than you. Right. So and then there's two I'm... people ahead of me. Oh, yeah, I'm third worst. Yeah, so you're third I'd worst. I'm way. third best. Right, sure. <laughs> I'm third, you're fourth. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's, that that makes sense. Yes. I'm fourth. You're, you're third. Um, yeah. It was fun. There was so, so to give a, a vision of the happy snow world. <laughs> yeah. You're Don't a, Tell me. Paint me a word. Sure. picture. So you're in a cab. And you're driving towards. <laughs> it's, it's very important because mm-hmm. you can't get anywhere in China without a cab. That's true. Uh, unless you want a car. So then you're driving down this road. It's dusty. It's, it's sort of muggy. It's gray. Uh-huh. No snow in sight. It's pretty close to the airport too. It's pretty actually. close to the airport. It's like five minutes away. Yeah, really close. Uh, then, out looming out from the 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 horizon is mm-hmm. a hill that's been carved, and it has four yeah. slopes Legit. Uh, f- with fake snow. Well, with real snow that's made. Yeah, they made they made. You can see the snow machines. Like making things yeah. Like there, yeah. So then they have yeah. these slopes, and they have some ski lifts. Uh-huh. You pay 400 quai, which is about 80 bucks. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, then you're just there. And there's quite a few people there. I would say easily upwards of like 300 people. Yep. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, my knees really hurt. Yeah, that's the thing. You were you were you were saying your knees hurt. Because uh, I'm that. an old man. Um, so they have about like three, three uh, hole, three holes, three mm-hmm. three hills, mm-hmm. three holes, three hills, um, three three hill, three tree hill, and uh, one of them is the bunny slope. Uh, one of them's like the the intermediate one, and then one's like the their equivalent of uh, double diamond. Although, honestly, it probably wouldn't be that much. Right. Um, it's pretty, like, if I was a real skier, I would be kind of unimpressed probably, but mm-hmm. um, since I'm only a beginner, uh, that was way more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you go in, you pay the money, you, you walk around, and you, you, you give, like, you get a card, and you give the card to various um, uh, desks, and uh, they give you the stuff. And, and the funny thing is, though, uh, since not speaking Chinese is kind of like a staple of mm. real human beings, uh, <laughs> you kind of just like fumble your way through and you you estimate your, your shoe, shoe size and uh, especially the helmet. Mm. Like the helmet I had was like way too big. Well, not way too big, but it was big for my head. So I like wore my hat underneath. Um, like the skis, too. You're kind of just like, yeah, yeah, those look good. Sure, whatever. Um so a lot of it's kind of up to yourself. Um the 9-year-old did receive a hour long uh lesson I think. Not sure um, it helped too much. Well, honestly, by the end I was kind of impressed by the fact that he even was able to yeah, do it on by his own. himself. Yeah, he was able to do it on his own. He kept on yelling at me that I wasn't going fast enough. Um but yeah, um it was fun. I I, I went I went on the uh, the double black diamond uh, version a, a couple times or once uh and for a glorious three seconds um you're at the top of this hill and you can see over really really far you can see um pretty much all of uh if you look in the right direction all of downtown Dalian um and it's really beautiful up there um it was really clear blue skies and uh I as I started to go down, it was like for three seconds, three <laughs> glorious seconds. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a real skier!" And then boom, and just wipe out. Uh, so, I, I walked the other part of the way down until it got uh, more even, and then I put my skis back on. Because like that <laughs> no, was the same as me. When when you're on the side of the sky, side of the hill, you, you can't really like. You can't really put your skis back on no. when they when they fall off uh, like that. So um, I'm glad they fell off and they didn't break my leg. Uh, I don't think yeah. that would have been. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's something I want to talk about with this with the skiing thing. Is that it was very casual, which was nice. How's uh, that? Like when you ski in Canada, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. People yeah. will, like look down on you if you don't can't like ski. Do they? Yeah, especially for like older. Yeah, I mean you're Canadian and.
1: From what you've said, I'm you've already, only
0: gone skiing like a couple times. Three times now. Yeah. Not much. So, Four times. But hey, you have the Canadian blood. I don't really ice skate. You're, you're already better than me. Oh, I will say I'm better at this than I was at ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty awful at ice skating. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Amanda Joyce, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. trying to teach me how to do it. Um, yeah. So, anyways. The skiing, I think, was very symbolic of, like, a typical Chinese visit. Yeah. And that there was just, like, things happening. Yeah, okay. So, like, how would this be different in a... Well, first North off, American like, place? people people are just flying down the mountains. Yeah, Like, the, like there's not really any safety mm. features. There's a lot of people. I mean, the bunny hill's very short and, and, and easy, so not, there's not going to be too many crashes there. But, like, there is a lot of people hitting other people, and, like, mm-hmm. the the Gurmers who are watching the ski lifts are pretty blasé about the whole thing. Like, it doesn't feel... Like there's a lot of safety going on, yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of crowding around the um yeah, so the bunny slip has like the the escalator thing yeah. that goes up. and uh, since i was I was hanging out with a nine year old for a while at the end there, uh, everyone else had gone in. Um, he he kept on wanting to go up and again and again. And since it's been throughout the whole entire day, um that area where everybody goes up onto the es- the escalator thing is like basically ice. yeah, it's super slippery, and it's hard yeah. to get up. Um, so, like, it's just annoying, yeah. um, because there is so many, there are so many people, um, yeah. it seems like, at yeah. least for this thing, it seemed a lot small, it seemed small for the amount of people that were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, never just having fun, and, like, I had a really good time. I did too. But, uh, but I, it was interesting, too, because, like, skiing was, is like, a brilliant observation, but, like, why? <laughs> or, like, snowboarding. Yeah, like originally cross-country skiing makes sense. Like, oh, I've got to go over this mountain, and oh yeah, I've got to go over, over this mountain. mountain. Put the wooden planks on my feet. Put the wooden <laughs> planks on like my feet, and I'm nor- gonna go down. <laughs> if Norwegian, time. yeah, Norwegian, oh, Norwegian stuff makes sense because they got the fjords, and they've got to cross snowy areas. Uh-huh. So you, you scoot over, and then you you make your way down the mountain, and that makes sense. That 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 I can understand. Yeah, but like downhill skiing, just for like the fun of it. I guess you could extend that to all human activity. Yeah, like why do we do the things that just seem like rock climbing? Like what? There's no need. Yeah, yeah. Why do we do this? Why do why why do I need to climb a rock? Well, I guess it can't be that much different on the top. In a uh, in in an early pre helicopter age, that was the only way to get 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 up up there. I guess, but also like, like, how much more can you learn by being on top of the rock? Right, just like, just for just, something to do? Yeah, just like, I'm going to climb this. Humans search for meaning? Yeah. we we um, try to beat my, Bl- Breath of the Wild and yeah. so they go to the top and then they jump off and they hang glide down. My purpose is to climb this tall thing. And, like, that's fine. But, like, why do we admire that? Like, is it just because it's dedication to, um, like, something that's useless? By the way, guys, we're going to go to the, the Olympics, so... Uh, <laughs> I have same, same feelings for... <laughs> about so <it's> the Olympics. <laughs> no, I get it. The Olympics should be amateur, by the way. This is my opinion. Aren't they amateur? No, they're not. They're the world... You have to win three world-class championships to be even allowed into the... You have to place something to even be allowed in. Mm-hmm. That was because after 1980-something, uh, there was a guy, a British guy called Eddie the Eagle... And, oh, uh, there's a movie about him. Yeah, there? Yeah. yeah, he was the only British man to sign up for the Winter Olympics in the ski jump. Uh-huh. And he sucked at it. He learned off the back of his garage shed. He'd never it's seen It's really snow, funny. And uh, he would flail down the hills. And then <laughs> after after that, they banned any athlete who was an amateur. They said you have to compete on world-class things <laughs> and places. So, in, until they could so wait, his... Cool Runnings wouldn't have been able to happen? That's a great movie. Yeah, And then, oh, there was, and then Eddie the Eel who was a... Yeah. Uh, Eddie the Eel? Eddie the Eel. He there's was, there's two Eddies. There was, yeah, Eddie the Eagle and Eddie the Eel. What? <laughs> yeah. And Eddie... The, what yeah. is this? Eddie the Eel was a swimmer in the Summer Olympics from, I want to say, El Salvador or something like that, or somewhere... I can't remember exactly where. Anyway, he goes... Th- he's He learned to swim three months before the Olympics. And when he, when he got to the Olympics to swim in the free... The, the whatever, he was like, that pool's way too big. He was like a full two minutes behind the last person in last place. No, and see that's amazing. and that's beautiful, I right? Love that. That's what the Olympics should be: people going out there and trying their best, even though they're not ready. Even and though everybody gets gold medals and everybody just it, because we're all a millennial no. entitled culture. No, it's not. Can't about, get there. No, you can have another thing for the top athletes. That's fine. Have that, yeah. but have something for the amateurs. What? Have something for the schmucks. Yeah, the plebs, the people who just want to do it. Like, uh, back in 1901, I think it was 1901? When they Can- first started? Or 19... What was it? Canada won silver in the Chamber Orchestra competitions, because they had a bunch of weird ones in the early years. They had poetry and sewing and a bunch of other ones. But Canada won silver in the Chamber Orchestra. Guess who got gold? Nobody. Nobody got bronze either. They just got silver. France won bronze for pottery. Nobody else placed. How do you place... <laughs> How do you not give out the medal? Just give him the gold. He's the only one who did it. So well, my point okay. is that the Olympics, the sports should be inclusive. Sports should be about celebration of humans doing yeah. stupid things. Well, you can have the elites. Yeah, That's fine. And I, I think there's a huge beauty in watching somebody skilled at their craft. Somebody who can really do what Dude, they're doing. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. to watch. It's fantastic. The power, the speed, the grace, the dedication, the devotion. Yeah. But I also want to see people who just want to try, try it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see... Yeah. So what what medals would you give all of us on our? What, what medal would you give yourself on the ski? Oh, on the ski? On well, the I skiing. got bronze, clear. <laughs> so you're playing into this. Yeah. yeah. So I don't place. So that's your yeah. right. <laughs> third worst or fourth best. You get 10. Uh, I got 10. No, I think the other thing too, um, like yeah. that you have with these with these sports and these Olympics, is that you have this sort of weird like. Nietzschean, pseudo-Nietzschean mentality of, like... Pseudo-Nietzschean? Like, the idea that the ubermensch, this, like... Uh-huh. This is, like, the best of the best. The athletes represent, somehow, the pinnacle of humanness, mm-hmm. right? That, that Not only are they physically perfect, but they're also, because they're so dedicated, like, emotionally, yeah. like, they're, like, these demigods, right? Yeah. But clearly that's not the case, because we got, like, Pretorius, um... Uh, what's his name? You know... No idea. The guy, oh, the, Oscar Pretorius. Yes, Oscar, Oscar Pretorius. Yeah. You know, we, like they have flaws too, yeah, and like yeah. to, to not acknowledge, I don't know, it just seems weird that we like pinnacle a lot, like the humans have this innate desire Well, Ryan Lochte to bring this back to a, Star Wars, yeah. to bring people up to like a pinnacle and like uh, hold them an ideal when you should really be like, why do I care about Luke? He's just a guy who got lucky. Oh, I like Luke. I like Luke too, but he got lucky <laughs> fighting Vader. Um, you know what, what's something that I kind of missed from the skiing experience? Yeah. I wish they had also had sledding.
1: Uh, they, tobog- did. they did. Topogganing. The they kids
0: sledding to the right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Could I have gone there? Probably probably. 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 I wanted hot cocoa. Yeah, so they did have a lodge, but it was like a fake lodge yeah. They had like a picture of a fire. <laughs> um, and like some Chinese food. Uh, yeah, they had burgers. Yeah, I guess. But that's it's like movies. China burgers, probably. I didn't get it, so I shouldn't say that. But they didn't have like classic like lodge food. Yeah. You know, like hot cocoa and stuff. It wasn't carpeted either. It was just kind of this like cafeteria-looking place. It was weirdly desolate. Yeah, so it doesn't have the same hominess of like a classic ski lodge. That's one thing that I missed too. I missed hanging out in the ski lodge and playing like crazy eights. Because that's always what we would do. Um, (laughs) One last story about like my previous experience. I remember we were in Smuggler's Notch, which is a place in Vermont. My family and I for for a uh, a vacation one time, and uh, I remember that's where I really learned how to ski for the first time, and uh, not it was, it was like this whole entire resort. So you go and you stay in a like a, a room there and stuff. But the play, the thing that I was most interested in they did snowmobiling, we did skiing, we did all this different stuff. The thing that I was most interested in was the fact that they had a arcade. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where your priorities are, Jacob. And they had that game. This is true to this life. Jacob hunts out arcades in China. Well, I have one arcade that I like. Um, but they had this arcade, and they had their arcade game where there's four different types of guys. There's one wizard, there's like a barbarian type guy. So that's a like, um, Valkyrie. And Dark Gauntlet? Like a, is that it? That's Dark Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah, but it was like an updated version. Yeah. I remember playing it like yeah. a lot. Dark Gauntlet 2. Yeah. So that's what I remember about skiing. It's a solid choice. No, skiing was fun. Uh, it, was, it reminded me that I have a lot to learn. And it, it's weird getting older. <laughs> and having your knees not work. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, I'm Every, only 27. Like, I'm not <laughs> old. You, What's going to happen you, to my body when I'm 37? Real Human beings, fans, did you guess the right age? <laughs> uh, tell us and we'll get, send you a prize. Wait, I'm actually 57. How old did you think I was based on my voice?
1: Ay mi amor, ay mi amor, ¿qué es rojo dices tú? Ay mi amor, ay
0: mi amor, ves todo al revés. Ay mi amor, ay mi amor, creo que piensas con los pies. Ay mi amor, ay mi amor. Tú me traes un poco loco, un poquititito loco. Estoy adivinando qué quieres y pa' cuándo. Y así estoy celebrando
1: que me he vuelto un poco loco
0: hello everybody for our second break music we have a song from one of my picks of the week coco the new pixar animated movie Uh, un poco loco i just can't get enough of the music from this movie i thought it was great the kid they got to play miguel um they should have let him sing more songs i think he was awesome so my main point when I talk about Coco in our conversation coming up is about representation. And it comes out because of a conversation in Pop Culture Happy Hour, which is NPR's pop culture podcast. Shireen Marasal Maraji, who I butchered the name of when I was trying to get it last time, so I apologize. Shireen, I love you. I love your reporting. I love Code Switch. I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, she talks about uh, her experiences of uh, watching this movie, and I, that's kind of what sparked it on. So, if you get a chance, um, check out the full episode. I do include the episode, the clip from the episode that adds some context. I also cut to a previous recording that I'm going off on a rant. Uh, The quality isn't as good, but I liked the energy that I had more in that one than the one that I recorded before. So hopefully it cuts together pretty well, Um, but just a heads up, that's what it is gonna be like. During our conversation about Coco, I didn't really get a chance to talk about some of the things that I liked beyond um, talking about it on a, a kind of representational level. So let me just kind of clear that up here. I loved the world design of Coco. Uh, I thought that the world of the dead was so colorful, just so inventive. I loved the the time period with like the old-timey technology and the streetcars. Just the, the overall feel of it was really great. The other thing Alden and I didn't get a chance to discuss was the fact that um, we didn't get to see the Disney short, quote unquote, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which from what I've heard about it is pretty awful. So yeah, I'm really glad that we didn't have to see that. China did not, did not like that. Interestingly enough, Coco has beaten The Last Jedi in terms of box office here in China, which is interesting. The Last Jedi actually lost to a Chinese rom-com series that came up, whereas Coco, I think, was a great family-friendly kids movie that uh, a lot of people went to. The theater that I went to was pretty packed for Coco, and it had already been out for a few weeks, so. So yeah, um, this pick of the week is a little bit longer because we've been away for a while and we just wanted to give you a couple, hold you over hold us over maybe yeah it's really about us it's not about you guys no i'm just kidding appreciate you guys listening uh and we'll be back soon now on to <laughs> fix the
1: next
0: Anyway, what's up? It's Picks of the Week. It's the part where we choose things that we want. Choose things that are bad? <laughs> or good. Oh, we choose things that are good. Yeah. Cool, but, man. We had a depression week once where we picked things we had that are bad. bummer week. Bummer week, yeah. yeah. Bummer Picks of the Week. Yeah. But today is a good Picks of the Week. right? Today's JP? a good Picks of the Week. Indeed it is. You have a Indeed lot. Indeed it is. Well, I have a couple. I'll just uh, go first and then we can dive right into yours. Sure, that's fine. Uh, so, my pick of the week... Is gorgeous. I don't know to... why I'm laughing. It just seems like it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's going to be funny. Uh, no, oh boy. It's, it's, it's going to be funny. funny. Oh boy. It's funny. All right. It's oh, funny. Okay. My pick of the week is Did we do a Blade Runner thing? We did. You don't know our own episodes? <laughs> My pick of the week is The Last Jedi. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What we just saw. Usually it's something other. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not music this time. <laughs> it's it's the last jedi yeah that's my pick of the week that's it well i don't really have i don't have anything else jacob i want death death would be nice right now <laughs> i'm very ill i feel very poorly right now wow wow Did you laugh all right I'll, well a real pick of the week hold on no it's fine it's fine no i'm thinking now Jesus. I mean I have these ones are backloaded like I have uh, other ones that I could do but I, I don't want to overload anybody So I'm just picking two. I'll pick music Okay, the, Chieft- the Chieftain's Christmas Bells album from Christmas. What's the Chieftain's Christmas Bells album? It was a Christmas album released by the Chieftain's which is an Irish band uh-huh. And uh, they have a lot of really good songs in it and it evokes a lot of memories of my home And I listened uh-huh. to it over Christmas and it helped a lot. It was very nice to listen to. Yeah, you like the music uh a shout out a shout out one is uh
1: the Wren and the Furs. The Wren, oh the Wren, he's the king of all birds. On St. Stephen's say he got caught in the fur. so it's up with the kettle and it's down with the pan. Won't you give us a penny for it to bury the ran? <adium> <dad> Well, it's Christmas time, that's why we're here. Please be good enough to give us an ear, for we'll sing and we'll dance if you give us a chance, and we won't be coming back for another whole year.
0: So, the Breton Carol. of really good ones on there honestly the whole album it's just a very like traditional it's got more obscure songs it's got some nice it's are some...
1: they Christmas songs yeah no. we listen
0: we listen to them right yeah, yeah. we also listen to um, this isn't my pick of the week but <laughs> we listen to um, Christmas Carol too yes Christmas Carol oh that was going to be my pick of the week was it yeah <laughs> well tell me about Christmas Carol well Jacob convinced me that Christmas Carol was a good book I used to be anti-Dickens but then I listened to the audiobook by Patrick Stewart and I'm like now I get it very descriptive, very good message. Patrick Stewart's a legend. He's great. And uh, that's yeah, one of my favorites. And I recommend it. Yeah. That's my picks of the week. Wow, good dude. Christmas spirit. I All don't right. really have much more to add, honestly. You're in a surprisingly quiet mood tonight. Yeah, I don't know for why. For Alden McQueen. Yeah. Probably because you're sick. Yeah. Um, I'm trying my best, Jacob. I really am. <laughs> um, it's tenuous. So, uh, for me, my my picks of the week, uh, I I have a couple. Um, Two of them are packaged together, package deal. Um, I've been reading, finally, uh, this book that my father gave me a couple Christmases ago. Burr by Gore Vidal, B-U-R-R, after the life and times of Aaron Burr. Who was a early founder in the American Revolution? Jacobs all about that early republic. Well, I've been getting more. into He in, loves in, the prequels. It's this. Uh, it's this book that that it's from the. It's from the perspective of this one up and coming uh, uh, newspaper reporter, and he's dragged into this thing where they're trying to accuse Aaron Burr of uh, being the father of martin van buren and thereby calling him a a bastard because they don't want buren to get uh, van buren to get get elected so they're gonna say he's an illegitimate child so there's this big conspiracy that this guy is trying to get aaron burr to like admit but um more than just that aaron burr is just like happy to talk to this kid yeah he tells him all about his early times he tells him all about like the formation of the 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 american uh republic and the revolutionary war and all this other stuff and um, Gore Vidal himself wrote this as kind of a teardown of a lot of, uh, previous, like, myth, mythologization of, uh, the founders. The thing, the thing is, though, that I really like about the book is it's very readable for one thing, but it's also, like, framed through this journalist's notes and also Burr's own voice so you can never be quite sure what is truth and what isn't right so um a lot of it is about that this kind of led me to also get back into my second one which is hamilton the musical the musical and it's one that i listened to a little bit at the beginning and now i've gotten a lot more into and I really, really like this this musical. I, I really think it's a good one, and I, I I can understand why people don't like it, and I can understand why people think it's like silly and stupid. But there's something really amazing about it and genuine about it, and um, it's like a hip hop opera about um, hip opera hip opera yeah. about Alexander Hamilton, who was the Secretary of Treasury, and also Aaron Burr's one of his rivals slash friends. Um, and, and, like, they're kind of back and forths. Uh, Burr kills Alexander Hamilton at the end in a duel. Um, but it has a lot to do with, like, the formation of the country and, like, what could have been. And it has a lot to say about, like, um, you know, these type of things as well as, as well as immigration because Alexander Hamilton himself was a illegitimate son of a Scottish immigrant from the Caribbean who moved to New York because he was, like, just just by virtue of his own genius. Um, and it's it's really interesting. And um, so the story is interesting, but also the music is really great, too. Um, really enough, uh, a lot of the, the rapping part actually doesn't get me as much as really what I think uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is really good at, and that's um, his orchestration and his harmonization. Jacob's so like, a musical snob. I am a musical snob. So, like, for example, um, the Schuyler sisters... Um, really also, who also this. sung in um, just this room? This is our brother Arthur. Who? The Skylar sisters. Aren't they a trio? N- no, they're characters. <laughs> 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 it reminds me of something. I'm, from um, so that I'm intense
2: around saying, mm. You want a revolution? I want a revelation. So listen to my declaration. We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal. And when I meet Thomas Step. Depp- I'm going to compel him to include women in the sequel work. Look around.
0: But, like, they harmonize. Those two, Angelica and Eliza, for me, might be the two best parts of this. Their voices are so good and so beautiful and helpless and satisfied and wait for it, which is Aaron Burr's song. And also, like, there's so many good ones. Hurricane, Dear Theodosia is beautiful. Like, thing about a a, a father to his daughter.
1: When you smile I fall apart,
0: and I thought I
1: was so smart. My father wasn't around. My father wasn't around. I swear that I'll, I'll be, be around, around for you. I'll do whatever it I'll takes. I'll make a million mistakes. I'll, I'll make, make the world safe and sound, sound for you. We've come, come of age with our young nation. We'll bleed and fight for you, we'll make it right for you, if we lay a strong enough foundation, we'll pass it on to you, we'll give the world to you, and you'll blow
0: us all away, some someday. So it is coming to Rochester uh, next year. Um, yeah, that'd be cool if I could see it then. But if not, that's cool too. Yeah. Anyways, um, I've kind of been stuck in that that framework for a yeah, long time. Yeah, he has. That's really cool. I don't. That's my pick of the week. It's get back, good, it's, it's get back pick, into it. It's a good pick of the week. So that that was kind of my package deal, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another one. <laughs> uh, and that's one that we both did see, so I think we can both comment on it. But it's uh, it's Coco. Pixar too. That's what
1: I thought you said. Dia de los Muertos has begun. It's the one night of the year our ancestors can come visit us. I thought it might have been one of those made-up things. I was just. Tonight is about family. I am not like the rest of my family. There's something that makes me different. Great-great grandfather, I want to be a musician, just like you. All right, who's in there? I'm sorry welcome to the land of your ancestors <laughs> Miguel we are your family your skeletons you're alive you've
2: you gotta get home before sunrise or you'll be stuck here uh. for, for, forever <laughs> Security! Hey,
1: come on
0: it takes a while for it to fully sweep you into the story but by the time it gets to the end the emotional payoff of this film is this enormous wallop. Yeah. It kind of turns the emotional arc of Up upside down. Sure. Or the amount of crying you do in the first 15 minutes of Up <laughs> is the amount of right. crying you do in the last 15 minutes of right. this. Right, exactly. But think about how many movies have these terrible third act problems. To me, this movie didn't have those yeah. because there's so much emotion in it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, Shireen, uh, mm-hmm. how you felt about Coco. Are you, are you a Pixar movie person generally? I loved Up. Okay, but I don't I wouldn't call myself a Pixar movie person. Okay, so how did you like Coco? <laughs> I, I have to say I went in a little bit nervous because I know for me, you know, when you put a movie like this in the hands of a big studio that's mm-hmm. headed up by white guys and it's delving into a whole other culture and world, I worry that stuff is gonna, you know, seem off. And I have to say, there weren't any cringeworthy moments for me. I was so charmed. Everything was done just right. The mix of Spanish and English in the film felt really organic and not clunky or cheesy. It felt real. They used Mexicanisms like no manches and híjole, like very Mexican slang, Mexican and Spanish. And I loved it. I loved the way Mexican art was used and woven into the narrative. You know, papel picados, which are those colorful banners made of tissue paper. You see them in all kinds of Mexican celebrations. Well, they're used to help tell the story in the beginning and alebrijes, which are these magical, mystical animal creatures that are made out of papier-mâché. They're folk art. They're carved of wood. They come to life in the Land of the Dead as these spirit animals. There's all these references to Frida Kahlo. Mm -hmm. Um, She has this hilarious cameo in the Land of the Dead as this director-choreographer. And then there's Ernesto de la Cruz, who, when I saw him, I thought of the Mexican singer Vicente Fernandez, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Chente. You know, He's super famous and beloved in Mexico. He stars in all these old-timey films. He wears those mariachi uniforms that are, like, bedazzled with the gold-threaded sombreros. I was just like, man, this is so well done. And I have to say, Stephen, it was so well done that tears were falling down my face from the moment it started. Oh, wow. It made me so emotional, you know? Like, it was like, wow, this is On it. One of the things I really, and this is sort of what Shireen is getting at, is one of the things I
1: really
0: admire about. uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the one thing about JJ, he can cast really well. Yeah. Like I think, I think. I liked Rose. I think I loved Rose. Rose, I'm so glad that they didn't kill her off. I (laughs) was I was actually worried about that. I I like I until like I honestly was not invested in like their fight until I saw him bring her back, and he's like, she needs a med kit, and I'm like, oh, thank god. Yeah. Cuz, no, I really, and she's the first Asian, like, yeah. like, character in this movie, too. That's important. I really like how, uh... Um, my SJW shit? It's fine, it's good. No, yeah, well, that's, that's what my rant about Coco's gonna be. Yeah. What if I people got mad at it? Because of gas? N- no, I mean, specifically, there's this, uh... I'll talk about other thing too, but there's there's this part in Pop Culture Happy Hour where Machine. I can never say her name right. Mersheen Maharaji Ali. Yeah. I cannot say her name right. She grew up. She's um, Puerto Rican, not not Mexican, but she talks about um, the experience of. Like, like, Glenn Weldon goes before, or, no, Stephen Thompson goes before, and he's like, you know, this movie doesn't, it kind of sneaks up on you, and, and, and and when it does, in the last 15 minutes, it just takes your tear ducts and, like, just does not let go. And she's like, you know, you know what, uh, Stephen, that was a great, great point, but for me, this movie was that, but the whole time. Yeah. Because, and that's why it's important. Yeah. Because such a true... Everybody should have the chance for that. To yeah. see themselves on the screen. Yeah. And not acknowledging your privilege yeah. and being angry when that when that comes yeah. up. That there's a girl. Who's Asian. Or a, a dude who's black. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is... Yeah. That is just so short-sighted and evil to me. Uh... Yeah, but they could have just said white So, when people, when people are calling, I, there's no, there's nobody who's saying this. When people are calling me a cuck or, like, an SJW or anything like that, like, fuck, yeah, okay, I am. That's fine, because the other side is, is, in my mind, literally closing people off from their humanity. And I just hate it that people are making light of that type of thing without... To me, that's what it feels like. So, that's that's my point. That's my high road stuff. Uh, no, it's good. It's a really good movie. I what, do you, yeah. <coughs> what do you think about the actual movie? I think it was good. T- typical Pixar. They know how to pull the heartstrings well. Yeah, so uh, it stars Miguel. Um, mm-hmm. It also has been out for a while, but uh, so you guys have probably seen it, but uh, in case you haven't, spoilers again. Um, it stars Miguel and uh, he uh, wants to be a musician and he tries to find his his grandfather through a through a through a series of whatever he goes to the de, the the realm of the dead yeah and dia dia de los muertos i can't speak spanish so i'm really bad Dios at that dia los muertos but yeah i really liked the music in this in yeah. this movie again this solid. is another music pick i really yeah. like this music and i really liked the narrative too which is all about like family and um you know remembering your family and remembering mm-hmm. The, the good things and, and being proud of them kind of no matter what yeah. type of thing. As long as... Just knowing that you love them, you know. Yeah. Just because. And that's uh, that's what got me. Yeah? Man. Well, what what part got you? Just the, like, message of, like... Yeah. You... Like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> what you do. Because uh-huh. the family will still, still love you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... That's really blasé. But this message of, like... You don't have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a much more personal thing, yeah, uh, for me. But just like not having to prove stuff to people, or like seeing yourself as a failure because you're not living up to the expectations when really they're just happy to see you. Yeah, or like they're just happy that you're there, and that's all you need. It's simple emotion, but it's really powerful. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say? No, I'm kind of sad no. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's a good sad. Sad and sick. That's how we're going to leave Alden today. Check in next time to see if he's recovered or if he's still sick. Or if I'm dead. Or if he's dead. It's just me. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's me. The last human being. I'm the last human being. (laughs) Now the title makes sense. Yeah. Alright, guys. Are we going to have a Jedi fight where I'm a, a force goes?
1: <laughs> oh,
0: gross. You know, I'm going to put in the, the piano if you're doing that. Good. No. Okay. okay, cool. Bye.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay,
1: that's it.
0: Let's see if this even works. some of these is like, bonuses? <laughs> yeah, what can, what can I call it? Like, music bonus? Or like, what? What's a good, what's a good thing? Like, Bing? Um, something about Bing or something? Um, uh, uh, real human music? No, hold on. Real Boston human music? Found, found music, real human music from the Zunes. Like, something I want to include Zunes in some way. <laughs> from Cause like, Zunes. Yeah. Zunes? failed project. <laughs> or whatever you come up with this, probably the best. Oh. I,